Hello, and welcome to Baffling Cyclops. I'm David. And I'm Pepper Proxy. And today I thought we might start by by talking about the chirp. Okay, yeah. Wait, let's talk about the chirp. Do you want to describe what the chirp was? Um, well, the chirp was the, you know, when you're carbon monoxide um, detector or your smoke detector needs to have the battery replaced. Um, It was that sound. But it wasn't in our house. Well, we thought it was in our house, but after you you went on your inspection throughout the house multiple times, we couldn't find it. It turned out our neighbor across the street well, neighbors, had moved out of a rental unit, left all the windows open, and then the carbon monoxide detector had run out of battery. Yeah. So once every minute for three days, there was the chirping noise. Yeah, and it was so weird because it took us a day to figure out where it was coming from. But on our one of our walks, we were coming home and we stopped by to say hey to Henry and Dee, um, who live across the street and then like two houses down across the street. And it was really loud out front. Yeah, and we knew it wasn't in our house at that point, that it was somewhere it was somewhere else. So we were just trying to figure out which which house it was yeah. in. Because David, you even like you you were I wouldn't say you were storming around the house. You were just um intent and with purpose, um investigating around the house to where you even went down into the basement to see if it was down there. Because it sounded like it was coming from inside our house. It, they're calling from inside the yeah, house. Yeah, <laughs> the carbon monoxide detector is inside your house. Yeah. And I tested everything, so it seemed like whatever it was, it was malfunctioning. I removed a detector that had gone off because another set of neighbors had moved their smoking circle, their late night smoking circle, to their front yard instead of their side yard where they usually have their smoking circle. Suffice it to say, our alarm went off in our bedroom because of the smoke from outside. The night before. The night before. So you took took it down in our bedroom. So fast forward, we're hanging out with Henry and Dee. Yes. And we hear the chirp. Hear the chirp. And it was louder than ever. Louder than ever. And they're uh, older than we are. They are older than we are. And I didn't mean to sound so accusatory, but I I did ask D. I'm like, is that your alarm? Yeah, we weren't sure if it was someone older who maybe didn't, wasn't able to hear the alarm as well. Yeah. Because in our house, it was super loud. Like literally loud enough that we thought it was in our house. Then we figured out our neighbors had moved out. Yeah, the ones that lived next to Dee and Henry upstairs, the top level. Yeah. They moved out. They left all the windows open and the carbon monoxide detector low on battery. Yeah. And it seemed like anyone else in that building would have been driven crazy by it, but they were not. Well, what's really weird is when, you know, Dee and I went for our morning walk the next day, 
the lower um, tenant tenant came out and <laughs> beeped the chirp was going off. And I was standing in front of their house because I'm like, you know, gossiping with um, Dee. And I'm like, Dee, it's this house. It's upstairs. It's this house. And so this the the person came out and I asked them if they <laughs> If they could hear that chirp and they were like, yeah, yeah, I can hear it. I'm like, well, I think it might be. I said, is anybody living up there and pointed to the upper unit? And they said, no, <laughs> they moved out. And I said, oh, oh, OK, well, maybe we'll the woman who owns the building, the landlady, her name is Goal. And I'm like, well, maybe I'll call Goal. I don't know how to get in touch with Goal. I don't have her last name. I don't know anything about her. But anyway, I thought maybe that was pretty passive of me, but I was hoping that they would call the landlady Goal. Right, which who is not Dee's best friend. N- nor is she my best friend. No. I, I don't like how she spoke to Dee one time. Right. So, Didn't like it. So... We're stuck with nothing we can do, and I'm contemplating going over and breaking into the building across the street just to, like, take down their carbon. We didn't know it was a carbon monoxide Yeah, we thought it was a fire. Do you, would you have really done that? I think I was a day away. Oh, okay. From going over. Because okay. I think it was it was starting to get to the point where it was it was crazy. Because it was driving other people in the neighborhood crazy as well. And I was hoping it would irritate someone more than me so that they would take care of it. Well, can I just say D to the mother effing rescue. Yes. And D, D once it was pointed out, was like, and knew where it was coming from. Yes. Because so, yes. she noticed it before she knew where it was coming from. But once she knew where it was coming from, she was laser focused on getting it fixed. Yeah. And it was driving her, I think, as crazy as, as, as you, she was as irritated by it as you were. Right. And so she finally tracked down the landlady three days. Yeah. So going off once um, a minute, chirping yeah. once a minute for three days. She finally tracked the landlady down and got it fixed. Yeah. Which was great. Yeah, which the really weird thing about that, like, we live in a city. We're not yeah. out in the country. No. We live in a city. And we do have some folks that are, um, you know, on the, fring- on the fringes that live in our, in our neighborhood or that hang out in our neighborhood. So I was super surprised when Dee told us this the story of speaking to goal because um there was something hanky about it not from d but in general because the landlady disclosed to d oh yeah um i can't be there until after five today and then she called d back and i would think within you know the hour and said oh you know what um, I left that that the door unlocked to that upstairs unit, so I'm just gonna have the person that lives downstairs go up and unplug it. Yeah. So, in our neighborhood, they left a uh, door unlocked. Yeah. And all the windows open. Yeah, and it, the the other thing is, it wasn't the previous tenant. 
It was the landlady who did that because she was inspecting and was in the process of painting. She did it. She she's to blame <laughs> for my irritation yes. this week. Yeah. So I thought that was that was really irritating. Yeah, there was a lot going on. And I've been missing my sister Sarah who came out for a visit a couple weeks ago. I know you had a pretty incredible um thing happen while your sister Sarah was visiting. We we did. Um can I tell you about it again? Well, sure. I would love to hear it for the purposes of the podcast. Yeah, I know you've heard it already. Um because did I call you? In? No, I didn't call you. We waited until you got home. Waited until I got home, but you should set up to um Sarah's situation. Yeah, I yep. Um so my sister Sarah, sometimes known as Sissy, I would say we haven't had a chance to spend much time alone together, just like hanging out. Um, we're, we're, you know, far enough apart in age and um, just location. She lives in Atlanta and, you know, we're out here in Seattle. So every time we've been like together, it's usually been for some big thing with a lot of other sisters and stuff going on. And that's been since we've been married. So it's... it's That's been since I've been like a a teen or... So for like 30 years. (laughs) Yeah. 30 or more years. Exactly. Um, So my sister Sarah... um, was married to a man named Steve, um, and he passed away. It's going to be six years in October. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it's been, you know, I, I I just think she's been so brave, like... And she, she loved him so much. So much. They were married for, um, gosh, over 30 years, Um they were married for a very long time, two lovely children, um, grandkids. Um, but Steve was uh, an artist. And I'm talking like a real, like a real artist. He was a ceramicist, a potter, um, and also a fine artist, a painter. And he has shown his work in numerous galleries. They had a gallery. People collect his work. Um, so he's, he's a real artist, not like, you know, me. (laughs) And Sarah actually had some, uh, interesting things because she actually kind of ran the gallery yeah so i was really interested to hear like what she had to say about running the gallery like she had some really interesting like insightful things to say about it yeah too while she was here and and they actually had a small connection to seattle because he went to school here well yeah so um he graduated from the university of puget sound um, before it moved down south, but the, it's kind of a, another little tangent. But he graduated in 1977, um, and and so he lived in Seattle for a little while after he graduated because he went to Big Creek Pottery and worked there for maybe a year or two years, um, and then at that time he was also friends. Um, with a guy in Seattle who now has opened a distillery. So Sarah and I were able to go and visit him as well. Yeah. Um, but that's and, a little bit it's of a tangent. Ula? Oh, yeah, Ula Distillery um, in Seattle. And they're like 
award winning. Yeah, like and they hooked kinda... you up with some gin and whiskey, both yeah. of which are delicious. Because yeah. we yeah. ended up with both bottles. Yeah. <laughs> We did. Um, t- damn TSA. So anyway, so Steve was here in 1977. He graduated um, with a uh, fine arts degree um, and then worked for Big Creek Pottery. But then I would I, I can't remember, but it was like maybe a couple years. Right. Um, after that, he moved to Tallahassee um, and he was in Tallahassee for a while. So he did have... Um, a couple friends like Kirby, um, but for the most part, he wasn't in Seattle very long um, and, you know, moved to Tallahassee. They opened their gallery. Um, he continued to be pretty prolific um, in creating and he not only like, th- you know, on the we- the wheel and wheel work, but also he was a painter, too. Um we were so excited to have Sarah come visit. Sure. I was excited just to be able to spend some like time with her, just the two of us relaxed, chilling, hanging out, um, without a lot of stuff going on. Um, but just, you know, be able to like reintroduce her to Seattle because she loves the city. Um, and then also we were able to kind of talk a little bit about interests that she has, interests that I have, where some of our interests overlap and where they don't. And um, and some emotional stuff too. Yeah. yeah it got yeah, emotional yeah, for a little we while. Had, we had a, okay, so we kind of had a very emotional day. We we're talking about some childhood stuff and PTSD sure. and stuff like that. Um, but so we did that um, and had that um, kind of heavy conversation, and that was on Sunday. So on Monday, I was thinking, like, okay, you know, um, oh, we also did brow lamination, yes. fingernail painting, you know, all and, that accessory stuff. And you were like, <laughs> but you were like, Sunday was a little emotional. It was a lot. So maybe on Monday we would do. You could do some of the things that were like your calming things. Yeah, and so um, Sarah is really laid back and like I'll go with the flow. Um, she is not a thrifter like my sister Carrie yeah. or like me. Right. Um, but she's like, yeah, the world's largest Goodwill. I'm in. Let's go. Um, and like, okay, great. It's pink tag, tag sale, whatever, you know, let's go look. And I hadn't looked at any apparel for the last year and a half just because I've been a little like, you know, yeah. leery of just being in the Goodwill for an extended period of time. Understandable. But Sissy and I are both fully vaccinated. We're like masked up. Um She's going through a couple apparel things. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm going to look through a couple apparel items, too. I found a really cute T-shirt. But while we're looking through the apparel racks, we're standing next to each other. And I, I say to her, I'm like, Sarah, it just feels so good to like be here in the goodwill with you. Um, just to kind of take it easy, because while I really appreciated our conversation yesterday, it was really heavy and really emotional, and I just I I'm emotionally exhausted. And she's like, "Oh, okay, so am I? Like, let's just hang out and like show me what you like, where you like to shop, and what you like to do." And so I'm like, "Perfect. Well, you know, let, 
I look at our apparel and I said, but really what I like to do is go look at the glassware, look at the um, bowls. Um, I love to look at the art and the frames, like to like swing down the bric-a-brac aisle and look at wooden bowls. And she's like, yeah. cool, that's, <laughs> that's great. So we're... We go down, look at the glassware and the Starbucks cups, and you know we didn't really see. I think I picked up a Starbucks cup. I had a T-shirt, and maybe a Starbucks. Well, cup. And she said you guys ran into one irritating guy. Oh yeah. So prior to even going to the apparel, we go to the fancy collectibles area. And she ran a gallery. So when she spotted like oh a yeah, piece so of, there she, was yeah yeah so there was um it was uh. I don't think it was stoneware. She could tell you exactly what it was, what the medium was. Maybe it was right. But a nice piece. She, they had it hanging up, and she's like, "Oh, Pepper, that one. That's a really good piece. That's really a good piece." And so the lady came over and got it down for us, and there were two prices on it. On the front, it said it was thirty nine ninety nine, and on the back, it said forty nine ninety nine, which. People outside of Seattle are probably probably like, what the heck? That's right, their heads popping off for Goodwill. And it's expensive for Seattle. Right. But being, me being like the ding-dong I am, I don't just say, oh, so this is $39.99. Like, I'll buy it at that. I asked the woman who, she's just doing her job. You know, she's just doing right. her job. Um what, how much it is, and she poor, like she had to go find a manager, and then um, she came back, and in the meantime, this um, creepier dude who had no idea of boundaries or limit, like what's appropriate or not. Um, I just call him like middle age or older guy. white men. Right. Yeah, you know the guy, like. You know the guy. Um, <laughs> and I don't feel that way about all middle-aged women, but there's a specific kind. Um, and so I, I, I think Sarah, either Sarah said it or I said it. I'm like, oh, darn, to the, I said to the woman. or That's kind of unfair that it's not 39 because that, it, that's what the price takes. Right, because when she came back, she was like, it's, she's it's, like, the, it's, it's 49, the higher price, yeah. right? Um, but I'm also thinking it's the Goodwill, and they do train and job training or whatever, but it was still too much. Right, Too for much for was. my blood. Um, so the dude says, and when I said, oh, darn, you know, it had the 39 price tag on it. Um, not You know, that's, that's a bummer, but thank you so much to the lady. He's like... Like lips off, he and says, "Well, you shouldn't be shopping here then." And like got sassafras, and like Sarah looked at him, I looked at him, the woman looked at him, and it's like, mind your business. That's <laughs> but we just walked away from him. Yeah, Creep. well, just to set up the rest of the story because yeah. you went through that. First. Yeah, so we went through that, but found that amazing piece. That I kind of regret not getting. Oh, really? Was that bit. good? It's It wasn't specifically my taste. Yeah. So if it was my taste, I probably would have gotten it. Gotcha. Because, you know, when if Sarah says that's great, then great. you know it's like the real deal. So, um, so you know, we stopped by. I kind of told the tale of where we had been. We go and find a frame 
um, that I could use to frame <laughs> frame something else. Um, and we're, I'm like, oh, let, you know, let's go down the bric-a-brac aisle because um, I like bric-a-brac and I like um, vases and then maybe we can, you yeah. know, whatever. Um, and so we're going down the bric-a-brac aisle and just looking at stuff. I'm looking for wooden fruit. And Sarah, we're standing next to each other, and Sarah says, oh, my God. And at first, I'm like, I don't know what's happening. I'm like, is this dude like, harassing you? Guys like, yeah, 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 yeah. What's yeah. going on? And she picks something up off the shelf, and it's this beautiful porcelain vase and it's one of those little um vases that it's like almost a bud vase. yes um a very unique bud vase because it's almost totally an um Round. oval yeah um with one teeny little opening at the top for just like one almost little like flower. a little teardrop almost yeah it, yeah and it's i would say it was probably like what eight inches tall um and so she grabs this vase and she's kind of like holding it. And she says, Pepper, it's Steve's. I might start getting choked <laughs> up okay. just telling it. She's like, it's Steve's. And she turns it over and she's like, look, it's his signature. Oh, Lachlan, it's Steve's. And there it was. I saw it. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'm like... I got the goosebumps from the top of my head down to my feet. She starts crying in the bric-a-brac aisle. <laughs> I start sobbing in the bric-a-brac aisle. We're hugging each other and just like, it was so amazing because she's like, he's here with me. He's oh. glad I, I oh. came to Seattle. He's, <laughs> he's here with me. And David, I gotta tell you, We've never seen any of his work ever in any thrifting adventure we've gone Not on. that I know of, no. Um, he hasn't been here since the late 70s. So, and he hasn't done, so that, that style of pottery is porcelain. And um, it was when he was throwing porcelain. And he did that when he lived here. Yeah, it was a piece of student work from what Sarah said. She thinks it was maybe a piece of the student work or a piece of work from when he was at that Big Creek pottery. Because it was porcelain. And he didn't continue do, doing porcelain. And so we're just like, this is... It was amazing. It was just, I can't tell you, like, the, it was so uplifting. And it was incredibly emotional for Sarah. And it was just, like, she's been through a whole heck of a lot. Yeah. And for her to just be able to have that moment that was just so special. And then we were able to go and see Kirby and share that story. And, and he's, he's like flabbergasted. When, when she started to tell you the story, you're like, no. Well, and how much was it? 
I think it was four dollars and ninety nine cents, so. <laughs> and we scooped that puppy up. She's, she was carrying it around the Goodwill, and I'm like, "Sissy, let's let's head on out." She's like, "No, no, I'm good. We can look some more." And like three minutes later, I'm like, "I think we should blow this popsicle stand," and <laughs> she's like. Yeah, I think we sh- we should because I think she just had a pure well, adrenaline rush. And what else are you gonna find? There's nothing better. Right. I mean, you found the thing. We found we we. If, if it was a video it, game, it you had completed the quest. It so found it, like, it. Yeah. It found us and it found Sarah and it just it was ma- it was magical. I don't know what else to, how else to explain it, but it was magical. And I'm so glad I was be able to be there for it. And and I have to say too, not not a less emotional day than the day before. It was not. <laughs> I, it, a good emotion, it, it but was not a we, way better emotion, but also equally emotional because both of you were exhausted again afterwards. Well, you did, thankfully you took Tuesday off. Yes. Um to hang out with us and you you were such a great host. You hosted us and we did not have another emotional day. We had a super fun day, but yes. it was not um it was not like the previous two. No. That was but the, but the second one was so amazing. It was amazing. It was a great day. I wouldn't you wouldn't trade that day. But it was also like <laughs> yeah. you went through a very emotional day, and then another yeah. very emotional then, day. But it's before I'm like I'm so glad we're just hanging out in the goodwill yeah. together, and I can show you a little bit of my life. You know what yeah, I, I know. do, and then. <laughs> Fifteen minutes later, we're sobbing, embracing each Aww. other in the bric-a-brac aisle. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll call the podcast this one "Sobbing in the Bric-a-brac Aisle." Bric-a-brac aisle. Yeah. Okay. This sounds good to me. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, that was quite a story. It was. It was quite an experience too. Wow. Okay. I think that's enough for this week. I think All that's right. our emotional podcast this week. Sounds good. All right. Bye, everybody. Bye. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast. And to read our show notes, sign up for our newsletter at bafflingcyclops.com. <laughs>